Uh, come on up. Um, by the way, I know we got cell phones going off with this emergency thing. Uh, if you guys could maybe help us and maybe turn your phones off, that will help us out, if it will work. Hi, everybody. Hey, good. Hi, everybody. Amen. Uh, yay. <coughs> As uh, Ray was talking about change, the Lord reminded me of a testimony. Remember the scripture, we overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. And sometimes we need a little look back to look forward. 1986, I was on the mission field with Youth with a Mission, and I had a beat-up old 1973 duster. Do you old folks remember the duster? There was more rust than metal. There was more bald, bald spots than tread. I could hardly hear myself think as I drove down the road. It squeaked so much. It's a terrible car. But it got me from point A to point B. And after all, I'm a missionary, so I must suffer, right? <laughs> Wrong. So I'm going down the road complaining to the Lord. And he says, would you like the car I have for you? It's like, oh, yes, I would love that car, Lord. And then he said, okay, give this one away. Yeah. And then I said, well, Lord, don't you realize I'm disabled? And I'm a missionary. And he's like, if you want what I have for you, Good. then give away wow. the old, the rusty, the yesterday, the wilderness, wow. the okay. manna, the 40-year-old shoes, and pass over that Jordan. And there was some fear there, people. There was some fear. What if, you know, what if the Jordan swallows me up? What if, I, what if he's not faithful? What if I can't trust him? There's a little bit of fear there. But this is where our faith comes in. And it's just a choice. It's not an emotion. As the Lord's moving us into change, there is going to be choices yes. of giving away the old and then stepping into the new. So I gave this old duster away. And then he said this, what do you want, James? And I think that's a question for us right now. All right. Do you want an old duster again? Do you want to just show up for another meeting on Sunday? And I'm challenging you in your heart right now to not settle for just maybe one step more, but something that's way beyond. Yes. Something that's in God's heart. Hmm. And I started saying, well, Lord, I'll just take a used pickup truck that's a four-wheel drive. He's like, no, 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 no. Saying wrong thinking. That's wilderness thinking. Right. Think promised land thinking. After six months of wrestling with the Lord, I finally came up. Lord, this is what I want. I want a, a car that has very low mileage. I want a four-wheel drive. I want an automatic. And one of four colors. I don't care which color. I either want a red one, a black, a gray, or a white. And the Lord was faithful. And after searching all over, we found a used vehicle with 1,200 miles on it. That's hardly used. It was an automatic. It was four-wheel drive. Do you remember the four colors? 
It was a red truck <laughs> with black, gray, and white stripes. Wow. All four colors. It was nearly new. It was one of those Toyota 4Runners, just wow. beautiful. And I'm, I'm challenging us right now. If, if you're tired of the old squeaky ways, and the Lord says, give that away, he's got something better. But in your heart, what do you want? Dream a little bit. Step out. A bigger than yourself. Mm. Out of the poverty mentality. Out of... Start thinking kingdom stuff. Right. And so that's my testimony today. Okay. How many of you received that? I mean, that, that was a word from the Lord. I, I think there's a theme. Are you following a theme here today? Is the Lord, has, has anybody been really, the Lord really spoke to you about something already? Just on, oh, we've got a couple of hands here. God's, God's challenging us, amen, isn't he speaking to us, whether it's individually, corporately, in our marriage, or family, uh, financially, he's, he's speaking to us in many different ways. Uh, right now, we're going to have Karen up and her kids. Uh, Randy's not here, but we're going to pray over them. This is their last Sunday here with us, and they've been part of our church family. If all the kids can come up, and we're going to pray over them. Uh, they're heading to Florida, and uh, they've been with us for several years. And Karen's just going to, she doesn't know this. I thought I'd have her come share just a little bit. Uh, Randy's not with us today. He's back in Florida. Yeah, he so. started his job. Okay. Um, well, I actually knew you were going to do this, so I asked God <laughs> if he wanted me to share anything, and you're not going to believe this. He said, tell them change is coming. Yeah. Uh, he was speaking last night and this morning to me. Um, he said, tell them change is coming. And I said, well, what does that mean? And he just started revealing a lot of different things to me. And basically, it, um, he was showing me how so many of us keep God in a box. Um, I know I've done that. God, you need to work in a certain way. Or, you know, I just reject it. I won't receive that. Um, you just can't work, you know. Outside of this box, you can't work in my life or anybody else's life, or even when God has worked in our lives in a certain way, we think that that's the way he needs to do it in everybody else's lives. And um, he's really been showing me that we really need to get ready for what is coming because he's kind of come in a way that so many of us are not even going to even recognize it. It's going to be so radical and so different. Um, but even those who recognize that it's the Lord, we're not going to be willing to let go of our uh, religious beliefs of, you know, what we know of God. We're not going to be willing to let go of that um, and receive that. And as a result, so many people, uh, believers, are going to miss out um, on what he's doing, um, not only in this nation, because um, anybody who's watching the news, it's a little scary and unsettling what's going on right now. Uh, but none of it is a surprise to the Lord. This is nothing, none is, nothing is new. None of this is um, not something that he knew was coming. And God has uh, a strategy. He has a plan. And I don't know about you, but so many times I've been sitting here thinking, God, what are you doing? Where are you? Why are you letting these things happen? 
And the Lord is really just saying, just get ready. Yeah. Get ready because I'm going to move in a way that you're just, you're, it's just going to blow our minds. It's really going to blow our minds. So I think he wants us all to just be open to that. And the change is coming, not just here at New Life and not just in the nation, but all over the world. And we, as his people, we need to be ready. We need to have our spiritual eyes opened. Um, and I'm just so thankful that he's, you know, God could do anything that he wants at any moment. He, you know, he doesn't need us. He does not need any of us, but he, we have the privilege of, of him allowing us to partner with him yes. through this, these changes that are coming in the world. And it's, um, I just, so many times I've had visions of us, you know, as in a stream or a river, like God is in the stream, get in the stream, get in the river, but I don't see that anymore. I see him coming as a tidal wave and I just keep, you know, it just the power that's in a wave is the way he's going to be coming in this world. And um, he's just saying, we got to catch the wave or right. we're just going to be left behind. Oh, and right. so that's just my prayer, not only for myself and my family, but for all of you that we would just really have eyes to see Good. what Good. the Lord is doing. Wow. Awesome. Awesome. Isn't that great word? Come on over here. All right. And all the kids, we're going to pray over them. Amen. We have. How many of you have been blessed with the Kinnear family? Haven't they been a blessing? Awesome life group when they were doing that. And we're just going to send them off with the blessing of the Lord this morning. Father, we just thank you for Randy and Karen and the family. Lord, just an amazing heritage, an amazing blessing. We thank you for the call of God on their life, Lord. The shepherds they've been, our friends and shepherds in this house, and even to so many others, even outside the house. Father, we just send them, Lord, with the blessing of the Lord and with the favor of God. Lord, we just pray that you continue to direct and lead and guide them, even to a new spiritual family, Lord, in a, in a church there in, in Florida where they're at. Just guide their steps, Lord, even as you guided their steps here several years ago. Lord, we just pray that you direct them to spiritual shepherds that will feed them, pray, and care for them and with them. Lord, we also ask you, Lord, that you would go before them, protect them, Lord. Keep your hand upon them, your angels around them, Lord. Continue to bless Randy and Karen in their marriage. Let their lives and their marriage, Lord, be a testimony of what God can do when people look to you and trust you and depend on you. Just be with the kids, Lord, in their school. Let their lights shine. Let their lives be an example to those who sit in darkness, Lord. This generation... Lord, uh, is, is such a, a generation that needs reality. They need to know the reality of Jesus. And Lord, let their mouths, Lord, just open with grace upon those who need them, Lord. And let them be lights, Lord, even in their community, Lord. We send them and we give you thanks for the witness and the blessing that they brought to us here at New Life. And we send them out with your blessing and with strength in Jesus' name. And everyone said, Amen. Amen. Cool. All right. Can I say one more thing? Sure. I just wanted to, I wasn't going to say this because I'm going to cry, but you, you all are family to us. We're going to miss all of you very, very much. All right. All right. Give them a hand, folks, as they go. Praise God. 
All right, all right, all right. Praise God. We're going to get a couple video clips together here. Uh, but I would like all of our mothers to stand to their feet. All the moms here this morning, you all stand. We're going to welcome and honor our moms. Yes. What a blessing they are. All right. We're going to cook dinner, do the dishes, give you the f foot rub today. All right. You're coming to my house. <laughs> We want to we want to thank our moms for being such a blessing. I mean, I tell you what a what a joy. Where, where would life be without mom, huh? Where would life be without mom? We want to thank them for. I want you to see a couple of little clips here. I got on the on the overhead this morning.
stupid. Why am I so stupid? Uh, what did you just say to my son? What? My son is not stupid. My son is smart. He was formed by God's hands. He was dreamed up by his heart. And he was placed in this world with a purpose. You, my son, could never be stupid. would never do something like that. She's way too predictable. I know, right? <laughs> 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 that for predictable. Nostradamus. searching for that elusive, perfect Mother's Day gift. Now, Carrie and I differ somewhat on ideas for this gift, and she won the coin toss. Yay! So, I will be her interpreter. Carrie? Thank you, Melinda. You're welcome. To all of our loved ones, our husbands, our children, and Miss Bonita down at the corner coffee shop that makes those little chocolate chip muffins, they are so we know you work hard all day long at your jobs and at school, and so we'd like to take the opportunity to say that this Mother's Day, all we need is your love, your time, and your affection. There's no need for material gifts such as flowers or jewelry or, or gift cards. We feel your appreciation and your hugs and, and your smiles, that sparkle in your eyes, the homemade cards, the clay handprints, all those special moments I will cherish. The first words you spoke, the first time you walked, all those nights I stayed up with you when you were sick. <laughs> I love taking care of you. I wouldn't even know what to tell you to get me for Mother's Day. <laughs> because flowers wilt, jewelry loses its shine, gift cards are lost and forgotten. 
perfection. And Miss Benita, those little chocolate chip muffins, they stay right here. So please don't stress out this Mother's Day. Don't worry about what to get me. I'll have the gift of your love. And that's all that I need. It is an honor to be your mom. Because I know that our time together is so short. You won't be my baby forever. Well, just yesterday you were toddling up to me, reaching up those little chubby arms for me to pick you up. All too soon, there will be a last goodnight story. The last nighty-night hug. The last little kiss before my little bird flies away. <laughs> Interpreter. She said happy Mother's Day. I love my She loves her I She does. <laughs> All right. All right. Give our mom a hug. Amen. Gotta love them and honor them. Well, uh, I've, I've asked Kim to come, and Kim's going to just share a little. Here's a, a new mom. And she's our daughter-in-law. We're so proud of her as well as our other daughter-in-laws. But she's going to come and just share a little bit on moms this morning. Let me, let me get the microphone. There you go. Hello. Happy Mother's Day. So great to be a mom and to have moms. And just I have fabulous mom, fabulous mother-in-law. So thankful for. And um, I'm not going to. Gloat on them too much. Um, we love them. They're wonderful. Um, but our family is celebrating something really special. This Friday, it's my mom's four years. There's a joke. But I wasn't going to cry, and I do this every time. I was like, I'm going to talk about this like it's such a happy thing because it's we're so happy. But if, if you weren't here four years ago, my mom went to the hospital because she couldn't remember anything. She, could, she didn't know who her grandkids were. She didn't. She thought Bill Clinton was president. <laughs> she, she, um, she didn't. She would talk in circles. He would talk to her, and she would start this conversation all over again. And I thought I'd lost my mom, and it was so hard. It was. I thought she was gone. And um, praise God, she's here, and she is in her right mind. And we're so happy. We're so thankful have mom with us and it was god god healed her and that that moment that really did something you know when you go through something like that that really changes you you know when you when you have something that's that life impacting just how it makes you value life and value time and the time that we have with each other the time that we have with our kids and our spouses every day is such a gift and we, we know that and we hear that, but every single day I, I have, I've, I've really felt, you know, since then and, uh, you know, other things having my own kids and, and every day just becomes more and more precious and how there's so much that God has called us to do during this time. And there's, there's not time for unforgiveness. There's not time for bitterness. It's such a waste of time that God has just really just um, 
he's given us too much that sometimes we throw away. Um, my sister says, you know, especially when you're raising kids, that the days are long, but the years are short. And how many times do we feel like, man, that was a long day or that was a long week. But, oh, my goodness, was that last year? I, oh, my gosh, I thought that was last week. You know, those years fly by so fast. And we all see that whenever we see kids. We say, oh, my goodness, time flies. Look at how big your kids are. We all That's the first thing everybody says when they see. I say it. Y'all say it. When we see kids, they're just such a, an example of time. You can see it. If you look at each other as adults, we don't see the time go by when we see kids. Oh, my goodness, the time has gone by so fast. Um, you know, I, I turned 30 uh, last summer, and, and that was a big one. It was exciting. I wasn't sad. But, you know, it makes you think, wow, time is, time is going by. And, and I'm so excited for the 30 years that I've had, and, and I don't feel like I've wasted time or anything. But I've started to think, okay, I'm, I'm approaching the second half of my life. I mean, I don't think I'm quite at the second half of my life, hopefully, but, you know, I'm approaching that time of the second half of my life, and it's really made me think more about each day and how I spend each day. I was talking to my mom about that. She was, she sews and she makes clothes and has a business, and she was asking me how much time she should put into it and, you know, what she should, if she's doing it too much and, I told her, you know, I feel like I'm in the second half of my life and I've been thinking about things differently and what's really important. And she said, oh, well, I'm definitely in the fourth quarter then. <laughs> but, you know, even if you're in the fourth quarter, how, we, if you've watched enough football, you know how the game can change in the fourth quarter. And maybe you feel like the first three quarters you didn't play your best. But there's so much how God can just restore and change. And whatever quarter you're in in your life, God can use that and you can finish well. And I'm not preaching doomsday. We're not going to die. I'm not scared of ISIS. You know, we're not, I'm not talking that way. I'm just talking about living your life to its fullest and the, the, what God has for you. Um, another thing that God spoke to me recently, um, after I had Judah, I went back to work after my maternity leave. And, um, and I was a little overwhelmed, you know, working full-time, two kids. It's kind of a lot. And I was like, oh, I really want to start Reagan with some preschool stuff and start teaching her, but I just don't have the time. There's just too much going on. And God spoke to me in that, that small thing, and he said, if you don't do that now, you're not going to do it when you have time. And that was something small, but it, it was directly to me, and it wasn't just about that. It was about other things, too, that if we don't do it now, we're not going to do it later when we think we'll have time, that now is the moment to do things that God has told you to do, that maybe you think, oh, well, you know, when I, you know, when I retire or when my kids are grown, how many excuses do we have? Or, you know, when I have more time, I'll, I'll teach Sunday school. I'll put a little plug in for that. <laughs> You know, there's so many things. Oh, when I have more time, I'll volunteer. When I have more time, I'll spend time with that person. No, now is the time to spend time with that person. Now is the time to start something that God told you that you needed to start. Um, and, of course, not to be, to be busy spinning our wheels. We get so wrapped up in the, the everyday life. And I'm, I'm one of those. I can stay busy doing nonsense all day long. <laughs> but to do to make sure that what we're doing every day is impactful, 
that we're making a difference in our life and other lives. Um, and we can accomplish what God has for us when we know who we are. Sometimes we get something and we say, that's, I can't do that. That's, that's too big for me. But um, I, don't, I watch a lot of Toy Story at home these days. I really love Toy Story. I'm glad Reagan's into it. Have you guys seen Toy Story 2, the one where Woody gets um, kidnapped by Al from Al's Toy Barn? Well, in that story, in that one, um, he, he, he ends up being kidnapped, and he's there with the prospector and Jesse, and um, the scene shows Jesse says, Woody! And, and, he, and they're all talking to him because they're so excited to see Woody. And Woody goes, how do you know my name? And the prospector goes, you don't know who you are, do you? And he reveals all this memorabilia, all this stuff about Woody and the Roundup gang. And all these things are around him. And he tells Woody who he was, who he was created to be. He was created to be he was Woody of the Roundup Gang. He was already created as Woody with the Roundup Gang. He was already, he had that value. He had that purpose already there. And it took the prospector and Jesse to tell him who he was, that that was already there. You already have it in you to accomplish what God wants you to accomplish. You just have to let God show you. Ask God, where is it? Show me what that is in me that you've already placed in there. And he will show you. Um, we're doing that Sozo class, which has been really, really insightful, really impactful in my life. I can tell you how great you are all day. You guys are fabulous. You guys have it in you. I know it. Everything that you, that God wants you to accomplish is already in there. But until God shows you, until God tells you what is in you, it doesn't mean as much when I tell you. Ask God what he has for your life. Ask God where he wants you, what he wants you to accomplish, what he wants you to start, what he has already put in you. Ask him who you are, and he'll tell you. There's, there's so much in you, and I just want to encourage you to, to seek that out, what God has for you. Um, you have that value. Um, so what ha- ask God what he has given you to do or to steward. Um, I... Uh, teach a training class with work and at the um, end of the class I give everyone a piece of paper and it says stop start continue and on there they write something that they're going to start doing something that they're going to stop doing and something that they're going to continue doing and I really feel that that's something that's valuable what is God telling you that you need to start doing I each one of us have something we need to start doing now there's a there's a change there's you, you can feel it in the air in here. There's, there's movement. God is moving. God is the same. He is always the same. But he has different seasons for us. He has different times. He moves us different places. And we need to listen to what he has for us in this movement. So ask God what he wants you to start doing. Ask him what he wants you to stop doing. Because even though it may have been good then, it may not be good right now. It may not be where God has you now. There may be things you need to stop doing and move into a different season. And, of course, things that we need to continue doing. There's always those things as well. I just really felt that I was supposed to share that today. I almost didn't make it. I was trapped in my house. Power went out and couldn't get my car out of the garage because I didn't have a 
if I did it manually, I'd have to leave the garage door unlocked and all this stuff. So anyway, I really hope that that spoke to somebody today because it, it's what God has put on my heart for me. And I do think that there's um, things that we can take out of that as a body and individually that God is really moving us and um, speaking to us. Happy Mother's Day. Boy, that that was power packed, man! What a word, and that that we we need to remember that. You know, I want to read. I want to just leave one verse of scripture with you this morning. We're going to close. Uh, I, I really believe the Holy Spirit has spoken to us in many ways today. Uh, I want to just, if you can turn your in your Bibles for just a second to uh, Psalms eleven verse. Three, just one verse, Psalms 11, verse 3, it says, If the foundations are destroyed, what can the righteous do? If the foundations are destroyed, what can the righteous do? You know, we, we are in a major change in our nation right now. And uh, as we honor mothers today, and not just honor motherhood and who our moms are and the tremendous responsibility, but our mothers leave a legacy. In fact, do you know every one of you are leaving a legacy? Every one of you as parents are leaving a legacy. I was watching the news this past week, and uh, I happened to watch, uh, it, it kind of just really hit me hard where this young young girl was in the criminal justice system and she'd been in and out of jail and uh, the uh, officer was asking her if she was suicidal and if she was going through a lot of depression and she said she was she was crying and she says what 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 got you to the place where you're at right now and she says, I, my mother works all the time, and I'm left to raise my two younger brothers. I have no father in my life. And, I, and she says, I, I've had to grow up too fast. I don't even know what a family is. And I'm sure that if you were to talk to the mother, she's, she's got a heavy load that she has to carry and a daughter that has to this is our this is our society it's it's a broken society the bible here says that if the foundations are destroyed what will the righteous do let me tell you what the foundations are the foundation of any society is the family it's the word of god it's marriage it's the things that make our community uh, what it is and what keeps the blessing of God on it. And I, I want to just say that all of you right now, that you are leaving a legacy. And that legacy is going to be seen in your children. It's going to come from you, through you, into your children. And you know what? We can make a difference right now. doesn't matter if you come out of a broken past uh, damaged abuse, things of that nature. 
I believe we serve a God who is so full of grace, so full of hope, so full of love, so full of faith. It's like like uh, what um, um, uh, Kim was saying here, that if we can just get a hold of that, our identity in Christ and what he has promised to us, it's amazing how we will begin to see life through a different lens. You know, we don't have to be negative. We don't have to be pessimistic. We don't have to go through life feeling like victims. You are mighty in God. The Bible tells us that. You know, the beautiful thing about Jesus is Jesus did something with women that I think that no other religion does. Most religions destroy the identity and the beauty of women. But Jesus restored honor and dignity to women. Jesus restored liberty and freedom to women. That's why women were so devoted to him. Uh, He didn't make them put burqas on and cover their head and their faces and destroy their identity and and and, and just, uh, just completely strip them down. That's the beauty of Jesus is he restores women. He restores life and liberty and freedom and beauty and, and their creativity. And that's, that's the beauty that Jesus gives to them. And one of the things that I, I want to say to us as, as a pastor, as a believer today, that we need to also learn to honor our mothers. Amen. Honor our fathers and mothers. I'm going to, I want to close with, Really quickly, five things that we need to say to our mothers. Number one, we need to tell our mothers we love them. Amen? Anyway, so it's good to say, Mom, I love you. Everybody say, everyone say that with me. Mom, I love you. It is important to actually say that. And all the kids said, Amen. <laughs> we need to say that. We need to also say, Thank you. Everyone say, thank you. Thank you, mom, for all that you do for me. You may say, pastor, why should I do that? Well, let me tell you something. If you don't practice it now, it may not come back to you with your kids. It's important that we learn to practice sewing. I think it's important that we need to tell our moms, thank you. Thank you for being there. Thank you for raising me. Thank you for setting boundaries. Amen. We need to think. We need to honor. Number three, we need to honor our mothers and our fathers. We need to honor them. And honoring them means we listen to them. It means we respect them. You know, the Bible says in Proverbs 30 that there's a generation that's cursed. And God God says this. He says the generation is a cursed generation that does not honor their father and mother. Today, in our nation, there is a horrible thing of dishonoring authority, dishonoring parents. And it's in it's, the Bible refers to a generation that brings a curse upon themselves in gross darkness upon their lives. They have no vision. They have no understanding. And the Bible says they will be a generation that will stumble in the dark. In other words, they will have no light, no discretion, no discernment. The fourth thing that I think that is so important that we need to communicate to our moms and and, and even our families, especially parents, is that we need to let them know 
that we need them. I think that's so important that we need to let our parents know, I I need you. I thank you for what you've given to my life and what you've poured into my my life. And we need to let them know that we need them. I know my mother is 80 years of age, and I sent my mother a late uh, Mother's Day card. Thank God my wife reminded me I, I was forgetting it. But uh, I called my mom. I said, Mom, I want to tell you something, how much I need you, and I thank you for being there. All of a sudden, I didn't hear anything on the other end of the phone because she was crying. But that meant something to her to let her know I, we need her. Amen? And, uh, you know, moms do a lot. Moms do a lot for us. And they'll do it without thanks. They'll do it without gratitude. They just do it because they love you. But we need, as a generation, we as believers need to learn how to honor our parents, our family. Amen? Let's stand to our feet this morning as we we leave this morning. You know, Jesus has given us family. What will the righteous do if the foundations are destroyed? The foundations are the word of God. It is family. It is marriage. It is relationship. It is belonging. We belong. God intends that the solitary be planted in families. God never intended for anyone to be alone. Even if you're a single parent, God intended for you to have a spiritual family, family around you, connection. You were never intended to live alone, be alone, walk alone. If, if you're alone, that's what the body of Christ is for. We need to connect. Amen? Everyone say connection. We all need connection. God never intended for you to be alone. He wants you to be in family. He wants you to be surrounded. We're, in fact, heaven is all about relationship. It's all about family, the spiritual family. Let's bow our heads. If you're next to a mom, I want you to take her by the hand. I want you to squeeze that mom. And we're going to pray for our moms this morning. Father, we thank you for motherhood. We thank you for our moms. We thank you for the blessing and the life they give. They've given sacrificially. They've given, Lord, without fail. They give without complaining. They give and give and give and give sacrificially and over above. They continue to give. Lord, we thank you for the testimony of our moms, the legacy the witness of Jesus in their life. Lord, even when they've been at times stern and strong and told us no, we realize, Lord, it was for our benefit. We thank you for strong mothers that disciplined us and told us to do the things we needed to do even when we didn't want to do them. Lord, we thank you for moms with backbone, mothers that loved us, forgave us, nurtured us, Let us know that we were the best child they had ever had. Father, we thank you for moms that believe in us. And I know today, Lord, there may be those that never had a mom. Maybe mother was not there. Maybe they didn't know what a mom was. But Lord, your word says that even when my mother or my father forsake me, that the Lord will take me up. And Lord, we look to you. We thank you, Lord, that through the power of the Holy Spirit today, we live a new life. We live a life
that is resurrected life in Christ. Father, help us, Lord, to be light and salt in our world. There are people that need Jesus. They need you. And, Lord, we just pray that as we leave here today, we will remember how faithful and good you are to us. Like a mother and a father, you love us. You love us, Lord, endlessly. We give you praise. And everyone said, amen. God bless you and have an awesome Mother's Day today. Be blessed. Be blessed. Amen.